Blog Talk Radio. It felt like it took forever, but we did it. 
And okay, now wait, wait, Lauren, Lauren, let me stop you. But you talked about all the chefs, and uh-huh. I just have a quick question. I think probably a lot of listeners do. We know that Emeril, you know, he's everywhere. He's on TV. He's got restaurants all over. Uh, are are you actually meeting these chefs to put this uh-huh. book together? We you've been, met them all face to face. We've 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 been we've seen everyone, whether it be at a function, at a charity. Um, we do a lot of food events, and yes, it's it's exciting. I did get I I, I danced with Mario Batali, and he had his own. You danced with him. <laughs> Wait, you didn't cook with him. You danced with him. <laughs> I danced with him at a charity event that Emerald was having, and yes, it was it was quite interesting. I had a nice formal black dress on, and he was there with his ponytail and his trademark orange clogs. <laughs> You know, so so you're getting a sense of who these people are as people, not just as cooks and what they're doing in the kitchen. Absolutely. Do you, from your experience, share a little bit? That's sort of an insider thing because not every one of us, you know, who goes to these restaurants gets to meet the chef or have really interaction. Even if they come to the table, you say, "Oh, it's wonderful," and and you know, Correct. they move on to the next table. How do you? How? What's your sense of? You know, are there, are there personalities really in the restaurant, or is it more of a commercial thing for them? No. Um, they're, they're all different. It's interesting. Like, I love Emerald. He he is so vibrant on his shows when you see him. But when you meet him in person, he is such a down-to-earth, kind man. He's really, he just is there in the background. He's not showy. He's humble. Um, I was really, I've met him several times, and I've um, we had him on one of our covers of our magazine years ago. Um I guess I'm partial to him. I love Jose Andreas. I love the things he's doing out there. He's just, um, they're all really different. Um, so now what I'm hearing from you, this really puts you in a position to write a book like this and to be the expert on what's happening in, in this, the enclave, if you will, of Las Vegas. So you're you're actually, it's not just you saying like, oh, I like this, you know, steak I had at such and such a restaurant. <laughs> you guys are really ingrained in this. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my so gosh. So tell us about that. Tell us about that experience about how, you know, you you just decided you were in, like you said, you're in the publishing business. You, you guys are uh, working on the food and wine and all types of restaurants in different areas. You go to Vegas, and you're going to write a book. You decide this is it. We're mm-hmm. going to cover Vegas, and, and that's what you do. So how do you do it? <laughs> it's that, that's a great question, and people have asked the same thing now and then. But it's really there's so many things involved. But we felt Las Vegas is it's so dynamic, and it's such an exciting culinary city. It's the number one travel destination in the country. Um, people might not know this, but almost 40 million people visit Las Vegas each year. That's huge. Yeah. And like any city, it, it can be overwhelming. So if you're not prepared, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a little earlier here on the West Coast. Um, if you're not prepared, you are definitely going to miss out on a lot of things. So we felt there was a void for a book of this caliber. And we wanted to publish a book that not only gives you all the information that you need to fully enjoy dining, but we wanted to make this book as exciting as Las Vegas. 
Well, you know, and it, and I have one. to tell you the the, the I want to get to uh, the photography and the 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 quality that the book exudes when you look at the book. You can see the amount of work that went in in the research, and and mm-hmm. the research is key, obviously, to any guidebook. And it's more than a guidebook. Vegas, right. you know, as everybody knows, and as you said, it's a big place. Hundreds of restaurants. Do you know how many restaurants there are exactly there? Thousands. That's a good no. No. So there's, there's uh, thousands, uh, not even hundreds. Thousands. I'm wrong on that. Oh, How do gosh. you decide what goes into to your book? Oh, there's there's a lot of different issues on, on what we do. As a matter of fact, uh, I will say we ate 750 meals in two years. We interviewed hundreds of the chefs, managers. We talked to all the servers. As a matter of fact, we actually put a section, um, a chapter about the servers in our book because they play such an important part. We call it um, a pleasure to meet you. And we took pictures of the different servers and we got quotes from them. We asked them what they love about being in the hospitality industry and why they like Vegas. So it's not just about the restaurants. We, we talk about where the food comes from. We have a chapter on the different events that take place in Las Vegas. Um, but we, we sifted through about 45,000 photos in order to come up with the 700 that we picked for this book. Oh, and we feel the end result is it's a beautiful jewel. It um, is. My friend from Italy. Go ahead, Lori. My friend from Italy ordered the book, and she calls it a diamond piece. My friend, Kesarina, she goes, it's a diamond piece. <laughs> oh, and it is. And, you know, I, I wanted to say that it's not – it's it's not just a book. It's a beautiful coffee table book. It would make a great gift, and it's also a way to take the mystery out of where do you eat. And everyone who travels, especially if, with, if you're with a group of people, everyone's had that conversation when there's so many choices mm. available. You know, why should the listeners use your book over other guides or even the hotel concierge suggestions? Excellent question. Well, I'll say definitely the concierge can be a very good source for finding out about restaurants and there's a lot of websites out there there's guidebooks but i can tell you this i i truly believe people will say this book is the creme de la creme and it stands out from the rest as you say it's the photography it's gorgeous you you don't see page after page after page of photographs of, of the chefs of the food I mean, there's so much to show in this book, and and I really believe also that people will feel proud to own it. It's just a fine example of American made. It, it so also, so it's know, a feast it's a, for the eyes. It's definitely a feast for the eyes. There's no doubt. Oh, and it, it, and it, when like said, when people mm-hmm. let's say you're on a trip and they they op- they take the book with them, which you could do, and you open the book and you go, okay, let's let's try such and such a restaurant. You know, are, what, when you encapsulate the information about a specific restaurant, what are you talking Give a little flavor of what you can pick one if you want for an example or just speak in general. But what are you telling the reader about a specific restaurant? Hmm. Well, I think, like, like for example, we, we wrote about steakhouses. We, we dive right into it when we write there's no wasted words. We don't we don't fluff. We give as much factual information as we can to our readers because we feel we want them to decide where they want to go. We give the information. Our readers can decide for themselves where they want to go because so many people ask me, what's your favorite restaurant? 
And to me, it, it doesn't matter because dining is so subjective. As you would know, e- even the same person likes different things at different times. So I personally could never have one favorite. There's just too many to choose from. But let's say we wrote about steakhouses, but we also talk about the dry age, the wet age, the prime steaks, choice. We talk so much about the food itself, and then if people decide, well, they like steaks, they're going to go there. If they want sushi, they can read about the different restaurants we wrote on, um, Japanese and, and, and Asian, Chinese, French. We have so many different cuisines um, in this book and something for everyone. So that's, like that's said, a great know, answer to, to the to... question, Lori, because you really – that's what I was getting at. Like how, how when someone picks up this book are they going to encapsulate it? So if everybody's saying, well, I feel like red meat tonight, you could actually go there, look at the sections, decide. They learn a little bit about it. So what I'm hearing from you is that your, the research that you and John have done and compiled, it's, it's those facts will translate into experiences, Exactly. And, and and you know what, if, people, it's not just for everyone the book coming to Las Vegas. It's for anyone who truly appreciates and loves food and dining and, and the chefs, of course, the star chefs. You know, when I saw it, I, I thought this is this is definitely something that can be called the foodie Bible of Sin City. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Right? <laughs> it, it is. It is. It really is something that, yeah. like you're saying, if you're, you don't have to be going to Vegas to enjoy this book. This is something that if you just like food and and, you know, you – okay, before we get ahead of ourselves, because I definitely want to talk about the 750 meals. There is no way we cannot <laughs> talk about that. Um, you know, when, when sometimes you ask people who are traveling, oh, have you been to Vegas? And they respond with the, oh, I don't gamble or, you know, I don't you – know. but there's so much going on in Vegas, the shows. And, and now what you've done, if you, you've actually spotlighted with this book the fact that the culinary experience – it could be the actual reason to take a trip. So this book That's is a way true. for travelers to feel comfortable going to Vegas and discovering the non-gambling experiences. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just think people are going to be blown away by what they see and read in this book. And, and you know, I'm in the publishing business, so I make it my business to know what's being printed. And I have never seen a book of this caliber before. Not on restaurants and, and, and not with the 700 photographs. And that's pretty much what I think why people, the feedback we're getting, people are blown away because they just can't believe how much is in this book. I mean, there's 280 pages here. It's, um, and, you know, if, if you, it just reminded me of something. If you're a foodie and you have this book and you go to these restaurants, I suppose you could ask the chef to sign those pages. They're loving it. People are doing it. People are doing it. That's interesting. And I guess it's kind of like if you if you are traveling for food, and a lot of people do. A lot of people don't gamble or they don't, you know, you could go to a place that maybe is like a, a known for skiing, like Vail, but you could go out to dinner in, in the, the, the bars and have all kinds of things where you're not really skiing but you're enjoying the atmosphere. So this is a perfect guide for that. Um, let's get to that 750 meals. <laughs> you kept your figure intact, and I know because I've seen your picture on the website at theworldoflasvegasdining.com, and you look great. You'd Aww. never know that you ate, in two years, you said, 750 mm-hmm. meals? Between the two of us. How did you do it, and meals. how do you stay so slim? <laughs> Seriously, I want to know. One of the first, that's so cute, but one of the first questions, it's either, how do you look like that, or what's your favorite restaurant? But, you know, I've always been extremely disciplined. Um, I I really do believe moderation is the key, whether it's eating or drinking, gambling, exercise. 
Um, just hope I don't sound too boring. Um, actually, no, no I swing from chandeliers when I drink. No. <laughs> well, you I know, the thing walk- is, though, when you say moderation, let, let me stop you there. When you go out sure. to dinner, and you, you obviously you are going to a restaurant, you're doing research, you're actually going to work. So yeah. if you order, are you ordering the full gamut, like a salad, an appetizer, the entree and dessert at every meal you went to? Is that what you're doing? No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, a lot of times it varies. Um, a lot of times we're going for the whole the whole thing. We will have, you know, soup to nuts. But then there's times that we're going to go to a place that says, you know what, they're really known for this. So what will I always try to order something that they're not known for, and then John will order something that they're not known for, and vice versa. Because we want when people ask us questions, we want to make sure we have, you know, it's, it's diversified. I don't want to say, oh, I only had the steak, but I try to have a soup. And my my biggest thing is I stay away from breads and dessert. I will have I definitely taste the breads. I look like a little bird tasting the breads, but and I do taste the desserts. Sometimes I finish them, but I think that's the key. You know, you have to watch that part of it. You have to know when not to eat it. It's just too good, and I would. Um, I never eat fast food. I, I never drink soda, so that, that, that always helps. Um, I always have lifted weights. I lift weights three times a week for about 25 minutes, and I try to walk about four miles every other day. So what I'm hearing for for the listeners, and we have a lot of female listeners, obviously, at Here We Are, uh, you're really it's it, you're getting to enjoy what you want to enjoy, but you're working towards keeping that opportunity open, if you will, because the, the right. discipline that you have, whether it's walking or someone's playing tennis or whatever they're choosing to do, you're doing it so that way you can go out and you can. And you're right about not eating the whole basket of bread. That makes mm-hmm. a big difference in how you can get the weight off, I'm sure, it for anybody, does, not just you. But it does, and it's very tempting to eat that, and it's very tempting when you get a big, you know, nice dessert in front of you to, to eat the whole thing. I like it, to always order very, a dessert and share it. So, yes, and, and, and we would do that. Yep, we'll share it sometimes. It depends. Um, I'm, I, I love chocolate souffles. So if I see that on the menu, John will look at me and say, are you going to order that chocolate souffle? You have to try something different. I'm like, I know, I know. But, yeah, and I'll eat the whole thing. Because there's now when you know, when you guys went to the to the when you when you and John went to the restaurants, did they know you were coming to do the research, or did you do this sort of uh, you know on the sly? Oh, sometimes they did. Most, I'll tell you, when you're doing research, we would rather talk to them if we can. We try to get a hold of the managers and 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 the chefs and the servers to, to get as much information as we can, so that we're factual when we put our when we put our story together. And other times when we're there, they don't know it. Most of the time, they do. We want them to know we're coming. We're not, we're food writers. Yes, we're critics. Um, but we try to stand back as much as we can when we're writing our story and, and give as much information about the restaurant, history, the chef, the food, so that, like I said, it, it's so subjective. Some people don't even want steak. They don't eat meat. So how can I send them to a steakhouse? So they're going to look at something else, and that's that's what I that that that's what we pride ourselves on. We always always focus on fact as opposed to opinion as much as we can. And and you know we we've mentioned steak a lot because that's obviously an area that people like to go out to eat and have certain red meat. But this book does cover everything. And you mentioned it everything. before the sushi everything. and the, the, yeah, and meat, it, meat is yeah. huge. It's steaks are it's 
to everybody. It's just so popular. I mean, they're popping now, up everywhere. It, Burger it's my understanding that you picked up and moved to Vegas to work on this book, and it was just you and your husband, John. You went out there, and you know, I'd like you to share for the women listener, female listeners, on a personal yet professional note. Can you offer a tip or two about how to successfully work with your spouse? Because it's not easy. <laughs> no. Well, that's that's cute. Thank you for asking that. Um, we're going to celebrate next year 25 years together. Wow. And, and I know. It goes quick. Um, someone has to be easygoing, I think, in any relationship. And we're lucky because me and John are both really, really easygoing people. Um, I, I laugh constantly. I mean, I'm trying to hold myself back, but I, I really do. I, I find everything funny. I think you can't take things too seriously. Life is just too short. Um my parents never fought. They never yelled. They were they were always so kind and loving. Um, and I'm sure that wasn't easy for them. They raised six kids. And John and I, just we just get on. We never fight. It, it's wasted energy, um, and it gives us stress. So we really, really, if we have something that we disagree on, we talk about it because we know it's it's not going to get us anywhere by arguing. Um, we don't need the stress. We try to, you know, keep everything. We try to keep our lives balanced. There's a balance. And that's very important. And I like what you said about, you know, it's it's a waste of energy to fight. So if you're coming oh. to this, it sounds to me like you, the two of you are coming to this knowing, like, and I'm sure there have been disagreements. I mean, was there a point in the book where maybe you wanted something in there and he didn't want something in there or vice versa? Yes, as a matter of fact, there is. <laughs> yes. But he, it, it, it's cute. For all the chapters, I wanted to use dice. So... um he wasn't sure. He goes, I don't know. You know, he had an idea about forks, you know, maybe doing something with the fork. But we ended up using dice, so it looks cute. It looks like they're almost floating on the page in each chapter of the dice. So, yeah, so you, ca- you came to a right, you reconciled on whatever it was, and he gave, and I'm sure there were things you gave. But that's how it works, and I think that when you're, especially when, I mean, you're living together, you're working together, and you're doing a, a, the, the same exact project together, and you're eating together, and you're, everything is all consuming to get this he, he project calls it, out He the calls door. it a date night every night. He tells the people, yes. I get to have my wife as a date night every night. <laughs> so. Which may be, a, may be a secret to a long marriage, right? That's a very good thing. And I think yeah. date nights are important. You know, it's it's, uh, it's definitely significant. Yeah. And, and marriage, long marriages run in the family. My parents have been, oh gosh, 65 years married. All my, my well, sisters remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a long time. Now I won't ask you what your favorite restaurant is because I know you said everybody asked you that, so we won't we won't yeah. we won't talk about that. But is there a special experience that you'll never forget throughout this journey? And it doesn't necessarily have to be the meal itself, but something that I don't know. You walked in somewhere and you were just amazed, mm. or something like that. Share with us. Yes, a um, couple of things, but but right hands down, I have to say there's a restaurant called Michael's at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And it's very expensive, but it is spectacular. And the service, I've been to the restaurants all New York, Philadelphia, New Jersey here. I have to say, I've never had service like this. I had this beautiful beaded sweater, because sometimes the restaurants get chilly because they run the air conditionings. And so I always carry a a sweater with me. And we were seated at a banquet, and I had laid this beaded sweater next to me, and I was breaking some bread a little bit, and the crumbs were going all over the sweater. So out of nowhere, a server comes over and lays a cloth napkin over my sweater so oh. it wouldn't get the crumbs on it. I know. I, I just, I, it's just, um, but the whole experience, 
the way the servers there are almost in the background. You don't even know they're there. And then at any moment when they see you reaching for something, they're, they're there for you. So, But so very observant, evening, yeah. Oh, unbelievable. But I have to say um, there was one evening we spent almost six hours photographing Bradley Ogden's restaurant at Caesars. And we have four pages in the book depicting how much goes on just in one night in the kitchen of some of these restaurants. Tell, tell so me the name of that restaurant again, Lori. I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. Bradley Ogden's. Bra- Bradley Ogden's. Okay. Yep. Did I say that right? Absolutely. Yep. He's very okay. popular. Yep. So but, tell but us when about they that place. See just the little, they see just little snippets, four pages of all the different. As a matter of fact, there's one photograph of me in there in, um, at the uh, stove with one of the chefs, and I have. It looks like I'm clapping, but I'm actually taking notes while he was um, while he was grilling. It, it, there's so, I mean, Bradley Ogden doesn't have a freezer in his in his restaurant, only for ice cream. Everything comes in fresh every day. It's, so this is this? Are we getting? Wait, wait. Are we getting inside scoop here? Oh, yep. <laughs> okay, I want to hear this because secret. we want yes. to know some little known facts about Vegas that yeah. you, you know that you, you learned that? Uh, you, you know along the way no that freezer? we would never know. Go, go so tell yeah. us, tell us. So he doesn't yeah. have a freezer except for the ice doesn't cream. Doesn't have a freezer except for the ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really. Uh, so he why? How is that possible? Because he brings everything in every day, fresh. This, and it all it, goes. Oh, there's more seafood consumed here in Las Vegas than anywhere else in the world, and it's a desert. Can you imagine that? Consumed. Wait, there's more, say that again. Wait, say that again. There's more seafood consumed here in Las Vegas than anywhere else in the world, and we're in a desert. I did not know that. We, 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 have, um, we, we, took, we went to McCarran International Airport and stood there watching and taking pictures of the planes landing, and we have one picture. It looks like it's coming off the page in the book where the plane is landing, and we talk about where the food comes in from. Because people are always ask, boy, isn't Las Vegas a desert? How, how is this possible? All this fresh fruit, the vegetable, the food. So we took a whole chapter and wrote about how the food gets sourced. And um, so as I said, the book, is it, it covers everything. Culinary students are going to love it. <laughs> yeah, anyone who likes food. It's, it's really, mm. that's why I said it's the foodie Bible of Sin City. It's, it really, you don't even have to go there. You, I have to say. That's adorable. I I've been to Vegas a number of times over the years, and I, I haven't been there lately. But I, when I saw it, I even if I had never been there, I would have felt like I was there. That's how extensive, listeners, the photography is, the detail. The I mean, I I know I'm raving about it, but it really is true. No, it's just but that's that's interesting, and and and, and so many people have. Um, emailed us and said the same thing. I have never been to Vegas. I cannot wait to go. I feel like I've been there. That's when, when they yes. order the book. That's what they say. It's a trip in a book. Mm, love it. The Foodie Bible and a trip in a book. It really <laughs> How come is. To Vegas? Just, I want to plug Vegas. It, oh, it's just so beautiful. Now, Lori, we have we have about almost a little under three minutes left. I want to know what's next for you. Are you you and John planning another book? Are you how long will you stay in Vegas at this point? What's coming up? Share with us. Well, I want to sell books for the next two years. That's what I'm going to okay. be doing. Okay, selling books for the next two years, mostly here in Vegas. Um, but we do plan on touring the country. We want to go out there and 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 promote this book and 
and tell people and, and send people to Las Vegas and tell them, you know, it's, yes, the restaurants are here, but there's, there's so much here. Oh, the shows, the, the weather, every, I've been here for, it'll be almost three years now I've been here, and I've used an umbrella twice. It's very oh, that's different nice. from New Jersey. <laughs> that if the is rain nice. doesn't last, if it does rain, mm, it, it's, I, I call it um, Groundhog Day because every day it's sunny. It's just beautiful. It's beautiful weather. It really is beautiful here. So I'm lucky. I get to go um, home in New Jersey for the uh, holidays and for the fall. I love it, and, but I get to come here for the sunshine. Yeah. So this book um, is really like a five-year plan for you. Oh, yes, five years. So we'll be very curious to see after. I mean, the book is is a great success already, but I'll be very curious to see what's the next maybe destination you pick or or subject you pick, and 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 you and John delve into. It's just really, really a wonderful, wonderful piece of of. Uh, it's art- artistic, really, and it it does make a great gift. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. We have one minute left, and we've covered a lot. Is there anything else that you want to add that our listeners need to know that we might have missed? Um. Well, I just think, like I said, you know, the book is not just for people coming to Las Vegas. It's for everyone who loves food, who appreciates food. It makes a great gift. Um, And I will be posting on my website, if anybody wants to, you know, theworldoflasvegasdining.com. I will be posting our different book launches and where we're going to be for book signings and upcoming events. So if anybody ever just wants to keep checking in there. And they can find you also on Facebook. And if listeners, you can contact Lori and find the book, like she said, at theworldoflasvegasdining.com. And you have your Facebook uh, uh, icon there as well, correct, Lori? And I know you're very active on Facebook. Um, Lori, I have to thank you. This has been great. I feel like I went on a little mini vacation by interviewing (laughs) you. Uh, It's been great sharing your experiences. Thank you so much. And and thank you on behalf of Foodies. Like myself and and the listeners for uncovering the best of Vegas, that and you know the rest of us can really enjoy it now. So thank you, Lori. Thank you so much. This was fun. Oh, for me too. And thank you, listeners, for sharing part of your busy day with us. I'm Lucy Weston, and I look forward to speaking with you next time on Here We Are. <laughs>